Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. are back season five we're just doing cold opens for season five jake that's the theme of season five i'm not introducing ourselves anymore everyone knows who we are everyone knows i'm zach bruner and everyone knows as always jake osman is with me how's it going jake (laughs) you needed to thaw the opener a little bit Uh, (laughs) we'll ease ease into it i'll dip my toe in we'll see how how it feels too cold too fresh uh, I'm doing great. I listened back to the season finale, Zach, and I realized you were much nicer on the out than I was. You were like giving a very heartfelt, like, thanks for listening, everyone. And I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be sappy on the way. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's my favorite time of week hanging out with my boy, Zach Bruner, as he teaches me things live on air. That's my favorite part of the show, learning Throwing things with the audience, you know. Um, this guy you're listening. There. <laughs> when did the Chargers move out of San Diego? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you're listening to the Flurry Sports Podcast, the, the show that keeps it in the family, Zach, much like the Andy Reid coaching tree. <laughs> yeah, very true. Until, I mean, do we need to talk about his son? Is that where the next segment goes? <laughs> I mean, I think he's out. I think he might be on the outs. I just wanted to bring up who's who, you know. Yeah, of course. I, I don't like my chances of being Andy Reid, and that's <laughs> that's what I wanted to open up on. I think you might be Andy. Maybe. If I knew Andy Reid was going to come up this early, I would have invited fake Andy Reid on the show because uh, he's dying. My phone's been blowing up with fake Andy <laughs> Reid <laughs> voicemails. Let me back on. But I'm pumped. Uh, the only big things I'll say in the opener, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for listening. I apologize for the weird mic setup this week. Uh, that'll be changed going forward because I'm in a new place. Well, out of Stephen's point, the boy grew wings. He flew out of the hellhole up to Menominee. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> Well, let me put it this way. I'm, I'm in stout, baby. When in doubt, go Devils. Uh, this was my favorite story. I, I started telling people that uh, horns up and just started <laughs> doing the hand sign around <laughs> campus. A kid came yeah. up to me and they was like, isn't that a different school's hand sign? I was like, I, I think they got it from us. I, <laughs> I think we were first. And so yeah. take that, Texas, baby. Uh, horns down. But... <laughs> Yeah, we're doing good. I'm fresh out of a pep rally tonight, so Whoa. I've got a lot can, of energy. You're full of pep. I can see it. You're glowing. Uh, before we <laughs> get into it, first off, oh, oh, first up, you're glowing. <laughs> Second up, uh, I got some bad news. You're full of pep. <laughs> you're some bad <laughs> medication. Yeah, X-Lags. Yes. Um, 
Before we get any further, Jake, we've been off for a month and a lot has happened. And nothing, nothing bigger, possibly, than another show on the Flurry Sports Network. We recorded another podcast, but it wasn't us and we weren't the hosts. We were simply guests on I Don't Think So, which is a conspiracy theory podcast hosted by, obviously, the fans demanded it, Hannah and Emily, our sisters. And there's two episodes out. I believe episodes are going to come out every single Wednesday. And the second episode, which was the first one without us, the first one they have ever hosted, period. They're better than us. So, I mean, I think we need to step up our game. I'm not sure if this is podcast war is about to start, but they're very good. And I suggest you go listen to it because it's very funny. In episode two, they debate if Jack from the Titanic is a time traveler. And they made some good points, and they made some bad points that they just sort of agreed with. So, I, I mean, it's worth a listen, wouldn't you say? He's got to be a time traveler. He has a gambling problem. Yes. <laughs> it's my favorite one. Um, you have to – I legitimately am blown away by how good it is. It's unbelievable that yeah. it's just – because for years, behind the scenes, we've been telling them they need to do a show. Because mm-hmm. this is just them in real life. They're a constant. They're doing a bit for no audience. So it's, <laughs> Possibly, yeah. So it's about time someone was just observing. And we all laughed at it together. So I'm excited for that. Yes. Please go listen to uh, I Don't Think So. It's just the mm-hmm. I Don't Think So podcast. The um is implied. And Spotify and some of these other podcast places are a little bit weird when there's like very few episodes. If you just type in, I don't think so. It may not pop up. If you type in flurry sports, it'll pop up as one of the podcasts. So if you can't find it one way, find it the other way and then definitely rate and review it. So people can find it the normal way. That would be fantastic. That'd be great. As long as you're there, if you want, you know, you just had a good time listening to the, I don't think so podcast and you want to bring yourself down a little bit, listen to baseball. That's right. Listen to the Playing Ketchup podcast starring it's September. It's At, September. Nothing better than September baseball. Nothing better. My dad and I took a little break last week as I was moving in, but we've got an episode that actually came out today. They usually come out Tuesdays and Thursdays, so we're back to the regular schedule. But I think it might be the best one we've done. It's about random statistics that basically made my dad lose his mind. So. That was all good. I basically just showed numbers to Pete. And I was like, how about that? And he just, <laughs> it was just him going, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. I don't understand these. So it's good. I think it's solid content. Uh, he gets really mad at Barry Bonds. He gets like disappointed in him. That was my favorite part of the podcast. He's like, he, should, he didn't need the steroids. <laughs> He's so yeah. good without it. So go listen to that. We appreciate it. But especially the I Don't Think So podcast. Help it get its legs. And the way that I don't think so podcast came up is I had an idea for a podcast and I have another idea for a podcast, Jake, and I'm pitching it to anyone listening who wants to uh, credit me for it. Or maybe we do it. I don't know. And I I have done zero research. So I want to ask you if anyone has done this podcast, much like how I ask you, uh, maybe we'll get into it later. If anyone has done a sports version of Game of Thrones and I was bitterly disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> famously that was so funny yeah <laughs> um so what if there is a podcast where a new guest comes on each week or whatever and they explain the dream they had 
and then the host diagnoses the dream. Is that a thing? It has to be, right? I'm Googling Spotify right now. You're, you're Googling Spotify? <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to get the results we need. But, like, wouldn't that be good? Like, if, let's say, our sisters or, say, us are diagnosing your dream. Like, maybe a bear came and killed your whole family but didn't harm you. What does that mean, Jake? Like, th- they would ask us that we would obviously have a straight answer and not make fun of them for it, you know? Dude, that doesn't exist. I feel like someone has to, but if not, that's a good idea, right? IP, inter- intellectual property here. This is us. Pay me I think for it. so, because you, to clarify, aren't asking for a, a psychiatric diagnosis. Um, no. I mean, no, I'm not that trained, I guess. I can try. No, I like it. We just like talk, <laughs> talk about like what it could mean. I kind of like that a lot. Yeah, just have someone explain their dream each week. Which is going to be funny. It always is. Yeah. Like it's not going to make sense. It's going Can to be I throw something out to you and the people? I don't. I don't know if we have ever talked about this. Have I told you what my dreaming looks like? What you're dreaming? No. Is it like in Spanish or something? Animated? Yeah, Mandarin. Mandarin. It just sits in there. Yeah. No. Um, I'm a lucid dreamer. So one, I can okay. tell them dreaming, and two, I just dream about whatever I was just doing before I went to sleep. That sucks. Maybe. Maybe not. I guess if it's lucid dreaming, it could be okay. Makes me feel like I'm always like prepping. Like I'm just like like I'll I'll go to bed and I'll be like still got it. So I don't know. I kind of like it because like I don't feel like I wake up from like a you know movie. Some people wake out and dream like oh my god. I always just wake up and I'm like I'm still here, rock and roll. Like I just took a breath and then I'm back at it. My dreaming is a slight pivot from that. I'm not a lucid dreamer. And it has caused me issues in my real life, Jake. Um, my dreaming is very, again, very mundane, very simple, like day-to-day life. But then I wake up and I don't know what's reality, what's dreams. And as such, I thought a family friend was dead for years because I happened in a dream. And I told my sister, I told people, and then he showed up at a graduation party and I went flush. I thought I was seeing a ghost because in my mind, he was dead for years. I grieved. It was gone. I, I did it not. I had no idea. It's my brain, my brain loves fucking with me. It's a disaster. It's horrible. As long as we're on tangents, because this is maybe one of the, my, like, the maddest I've ever been in my dad. Pete Osmond, by the way. Big Pete Pod, friend of the show. Yep. Um, when he moved me into Kansas, because he's a swell guy, you know, he helped me move in. Uh, we get a call while we're down there at the farm dog, Molly, not doing well. Zach. She's got a tumor on her side. She looks like Scarface. She's in a bad way, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Things things are getting into all the other territory. So, Dad tells me, you know, uh, that stinks, but you got to see her before you left. We'll have to take care of that, but see you later. So, we hug over a dead dog. He leaves. I come back because it's COVID years when I went to Kansas. So, I'm not back for six months. I come back for the first time. I'm at the farm. I'm looking out the window. <laughs> Molly is frolicking <laughs> in the fields towards us. And I turn and I go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? It's the dog. I was like, the dead dog? We had a hug. We grieved over it. Dad, my dad goes, she got better. Did anyone <laughs> tell you? No, no one mentioned it. So 
I, I liked Molly a lot more after that day, by the way. It was like one of those, like, appreciate what you have, what you have. And I was just like, oh, Molly? <laughs> you're around. Glad to see you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, let us know if you have any dreams, by the way. Yeah. Uh, any weird dreams you want to share. Maybe that could just be a segment on our podcast until we get more submissions. Uh, because, That's hey. True. How much sports does the Florida Sports Podcast really need to talk about? You know, like we can we can mix it up here and there, I think. True. Football season, we're always looking for ways to keep it fresh, you know? We are. And actually, let's let's actually talk about this. In the past, we have gotten into the rhythm of basically running down every talking point, every game during NFL season. Yes, it was very informational, but it's not very entertaining. And we don't need to be ESPN, yeah. God forbid. We don't need to be all these other places to talk about this shit. Uh, we just, you know, that's not our bread and butter, Jake. You know, CBS we're not sports. I hope we're CBS sports. What can I'm, only try, I'm just trying to be Bally sports. I think someday we'll get <laughs> Bally sports. Please let us be Bally sports. That's true. But I mean, we'll talk about the NFL probably most of the shows during NFL season. Just that's what takes up most of our interest in the sports world, anyways. But it's not going to be like. Oh, did you see Tyree Kill had the 100 yard day? Whatever. We, we are going to do it our way. And as such, we're going to talk about the NFL our day, our way. Ooh, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of there. Um, and to start, we're going to start with a weekly segment that we are going to do every single week. That's what a weekly segment means. And Jake, obviously, of course, every week we talk about the player who is the worst. You're the worst. And we get to talk about more than just the past week since we've been off for a month. So there's been a lot that has happened, Jake. And I have three candidates. However, one overwhelmingly is the worst. Okay. But I'll start light. I'll start with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's a douchebag. Deshaun Watson got suspended since we were gone. Deshaun Watson then was, you know, stoked and Browns fans were rubbing in everybody's face. Then he got suspended worse. And everyone said how, uh, how sorry he was and all of that. And he basically came out and still said, I did nothing wrong. So he is a douchebag, but he is not the worst, Jake. No, no, no. And the next big one was Matt Ariza, a.k.a. Punt God in Buffalo. He Yeah, we talked about, I think on our last show, we're like, who is going to get into the next biggest scandal? Did not see a punter. Congratulations to you, Matt Ariza, uh, Punt God who got in trouble for gang raping a 17-year-old back in college. San Diego State. Go Aztecs. No. The worst guy, Jake, of the week, Robbie Anderson. Have you heard about Robbie Anderson, his big change this offseason? No. This guy knows how to irritate me specifically. And this is why I come up with this segment. Robbie Anderson, Jake. R-O-B-B-Y Anderson has changed his name to R-O-B-B-I-E. He took out the Y. Why, Jake? Why did he take out the Y? Because he says I-E looks cooler. One, no, it doesn't. Why is it way cooler? (laughs) Two, go fuck yourself. It's not even like a mispronunciation thing. It's such a stupid thing to do and say that. And that is why, Robbie, you're the worst. Thoughts? Did I pick the right one? <laughs> you did pick the right one because one, I, I think the other two have had enough said about him. 
One more thing, though, mm-hmm. about Madden Rising. Backtrack okay. a little bit. <laughs> okay. We already hated punters. I think I think no one's more mad at this than other punters. J.K. Scott's sure. pissed. <laughs> oh no, not J.K. What's he's he gonna do? Fucking livid. <laughs> he's he's out somewhere kicking a garbage can into the orbit because he these guys have to work so hard to convince their teammates they're not dick bags, and then not one dick- of them like- one of them comes out and he's a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not even just that, like, no punter other than Pat McAfee has ever gotten any notoriety whatsoever. Maybe no. Marquette King, but he got outlawed because he's got a little too much flash. You know, he's yeah. got a little too much charisma, let's just say, a little bit too much pigment in his skin. But uh, punters are like, you go, you get up and go grab a snack when the punter's on the field. You get an early start to the commercial, basically. And there's no... There's nothing shared on social media about the punter until Punt God, because Punt God could punt it really far. Everyone's super stoked about Punt God. And then now even Bill's Mafia is like, yeah, we should have cut him. That's a good decision. <laughs> I, I think we'll take the L on that one. You know, meanwhile, Deshaun Watson's like, I got the most guaranteed money of all time. So, do you know, it depends on how good you are, right? If he was a good player, he would still be in the league. So. That's true. Hey, we're all right. Back, back to our main target here, Robbie Anderson. Here's the Cut thing. Him. Oh yeah. You have a name like Robbie. No one mm-hmm. ever spells that right anyway, because there's a million ways to spell it. His friends and family spent their whole damn life getting the Y right. You know he's got a friend who's like, it's not right, Y E. It's not I E. It's not I E. It's Y. He finally got it last week, and then he changed it. And he's like, God damn it. What are we doing? Also, who wants an extra letter in their name? Well, what's cool about an IE? There's so many cool things you can do with a that Y. That is a dumb reason. Also, like, who's looking at their name all day going like, if I just switch that around? I don't. It's I'm not, not even sure. a common. I understand, folks. I want to re-catch my last point a little bit. I understand, like, people who get mad when, like, their parents picked a weird fucking way to spell a normal name. Like, Nick, but it's N-I-Q-E. Uh, but, so, I don't know what's happened there. <laughs> flash forward, flash ahead. Um, but uh, I understand folks who are like, my name's Nick, but my parents spelled it with a Q. Um, but I don't, yeah. I, I don't understand Robbie with a Y. It's also not his name. It's Robert. <laughs> it, it's... I hate everything about this. And that is why no longer am I calling him Robbie Anderson. He's either going to be Rob Anderson, Bob Anderson. I'm going to make it as absolutely boring as possible because no one deserves to talk about him. People can still call me Jake, but can you hit it with an A-Y-K-E instead? Just add a little in there. Just a little extra flair. Yeah. It's it's just such a dumb reason. Like, it looks cooler. It doesn't. Like I said, it... What, yeah, right. What it does it too? Fuck off! Like it's totally like speaking to me. Like, hey, Zach, you're gonna be pissed off when I tell you this, and that is why he's the he's the worst. Robbie Anderson's the worst. I hate it. He made me take an extra spin on Wheel of Fortune. I had to buy another valve for that. God damn it! Right, exactly. He just wants more airtime on Wheel of Fortune. Made Vanna work for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
But that is the worst. Every single week we will have the worst. If you want to nominate someone who should be the worst, it doesn't need to be NFL. Uh, try to keep it in the sports realm. We don't need to go into like politics. There's a lot of worst people there. Let's just keep it like college coaches, I'm sure, will make their debut on the list. Currently, uh, uh, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can. Weird stuff's going on here. Uh, currently, what's season what's five, baby? We're back. What's his, We're fresh. <laughs> I can't even think of his name right now. Brian Kelly. There we go. Brian Kelly's currently losing. He's the worst. And, you know, maybe he'll kill a kid after this loss to the Florida State Seminoles. Who knows what's going to happen there? Anyone let us know at Flurry Sports Pod on Twitter. I'm going to start trying to use Twitter with the Flurry Sports Podcast. Uh, maybe we'll actually put up some polls. Now, Jake, let's get into the bread and butter of the show. We got some preseason awards to look at people who are uh, possibly going to win some awards this year we got the nominations to watch we got some storylines that you need to pay attention to this year and i have a couple little tangents that i wrote down because i get distracted easily should we talk about the storylines or the awards first i think we should do storylines first because it's like a nice i like ending on awards perfect um we can just go back and forth. My first storyline that I have written down is the Arizona Cardinals. One, they are going to be the in-season hard knocks. Um, so that's yeah. going to be something to watch. Two, the big things that happened with the Cardinals this year, this offseason, both Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury got paid. So now, in terms of the NFL rules, once somebody gets paid, you can start to hate them. Like, that's the biggest reason why anybody gets hated on in terms of sports, uh, but especially the NFL. If you are on your rookie deal, no one truly hates you. There's doubters. There's people that can be annoyed by you. But after you get paid the big bucks, and Kyler Murray, you know, has the biggest contract, he upped Deshaun Watson by 500000 Obviously, in that contract, we all heard about him getting that homework clause where he has to do a certain amount of homework in terms of watching film every single week. That's stupid. Cliff Kingsbury this offseason talked about uh, not knowing, just still getting used to ha calling plays in the NFL. Uh, there's so many things. And Kyler Murray uh, took the headset to call plays in the preseason over Cliff Kingsbury because he doesn't like his uh, play calling. So something's going to happen in Arizona this year. And either Kyler Murray finally is going to be vaulted up to being like a guy or he's finally going to be hated. And I think that's a storyline to watch because the Cardinals are perfectly in the middle of the NFL. Like they're on the bubble to make the playoffs as we yes. talked about before. So they are an interesting team to watch explode, implode something. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about them is like, I think so far they've been riding on the coattails of being like on the rise team and they, they should have arrived by now. So yeah. I think this year is the year where they either fly or flounder. You know, so I'm interested to see what happens there, especially because, yeah, to your point, like Kingsbury and uh, that could get really wild with Kingsbury. Yeah, extremely, extremely like the media. Like I said, the media is going to be paying attention. Everyone's going to be paying attention now because the mix of drama and money this offseason in Arizona, like when those two things come together. Everyone's going to be picking apart stuff. Like I've hated Kyler Murray for a long time, but I'm an outlier and I'll admit that I was in the wrong. Like for that, whatever. Uh, just because he's a bad player doesn't mean I should hate him. But now since he's one of the richest guys, athletes in the world already, because even though he's done nothing, 
if he continues to do nothing, that's the reason why fans are going to hate him. Meanwhile, yeah. Lamar Jackson can be terrible, but he hasn't gotten a contract yet, and no one's going to hate him. Like, that's how NFL hate works. Well, it's how sports works in general. I, I don't know. I talk about this with Dad in the baseball podcast, but it's wild that no one hates anything more in sports than a guy who's overpaid. For it's sure. Un- that's, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So I think they're in Kingsbury and him are into that territory. So um, that's super interesting. They're also like their story in that conference is super interesting because I think somehow they're kind of getting the run as like, are they the favorites in the NFC West? And it's like, no, right. <laughs> absolutely not. But it's like wild because I think because of all the media attention, I love that for a storyline. That's so good. Right. Yeah. It, it's going to be interesting, but like even just talking about like players getting paid, obviously nobody hates more than anything. Somebody getting overpaid. I think the, in the NFL is unique in that. I think there is that divide where truly if you're on your first contract, if you're on your rookie contract, people don't hate you. It's really yeah. weird. And then as soon as you're on that second contract or the big payday or whatever, and I have some people for an award later in terms of possibly biggest heels, I think that's an obvious opening. If someone gets a big contract and all of a sudden they don't live up to it, it's like, oh, you wanted all that money now. You're not trying. Like that's what every fan thinks, which is fun. It's fun to do that, but it's not real. Yeah. They hate overrated because the only other rookies they hate are number one picks. Right. Well, not me. <laughs> not me. I hate number 17 almost always. I'm not sure if that was where Jordan Love went. He was somewhere around there. Maybe 22. Um, Jake, what's a storyline you are looking forward to? Similar style. I'm, a, I'm looking at a team on the bubble, Zach. I'm going to the NFC North. Mm-hmm. Here's the storyline I'm looking for. We finally got our fucking white whale, Zach. Get the harpoons out. Get in the boat. Kirk Cousins is finally on the bubble. Yeah, we've had finally. How many fucking years <laughs> has he had to duck a GM, a coach, Stefan Diggs somehow, <laughs> eight kickers, and now finally it's him. It's like if they don't win this year, when they've added receivers to mm-hmm. Thielen and Jefferson, he's toast. Right? Do we finally got him? This is that's like the story of like I think he's finally cooked if they don't do well this year. Maybe. I, I think he has to be. Uh not only did they bring in a receiver, they brought in the offensive minded uh head coach, the Sean McVay disciple. So like obviously Mike Zimmer, like there's always that scapegoat or whatever with Kirk Cousins, like, yes, he's playing bad, but he has Mike Zimmer and he keeps firing offensive coordinators for passing too much. But now that's not an excuse. And Mike Zimmer, by the way, got a college job. Congrats to him. He is with Deion Sanders. And I think that happened yeah. while we were gone. But he's like, he did not act excited about it at all. He's like, eh, Deion kept asking. So whatever. I like Deion. That was basically the entire quote. It's, it's going to win a lot. But uh, <laughs> I, here's what makes me mad about it. For like one, I, I'll straight up with you. I don't like the Vikings. Sorry. What are you going to do? Uh, part, you know, that's eh, how it is. Part two to that, though, I legitimately don't think there's a guy in the league we've made so many excuses for, like Cousins. Like, for such right. a mediocre dude, how does he get – we've played Dalvin Cook's knees <laughs> before we played, like, everything. They've had the worst O-line in the league. The, you know, Kyle Rudolph is off, off on the sabbatical. 
<laughs> Jared Allen retired. Like everything that could happen did happen. It, like it's unbelievable the number of second chances this guy got. This dude hired a bodyguard instead of getting vaccinated last year and somehow yeah, spun yeah. it into being a caring thing for his team. I think someone who's interesting to compare to Kirk Cousins within the division years apart, but a very different narrative on him. I compare Kirk Cousins a lot to Jake Cutler. Um, I think they're, I think both are very good quarterbacks in a certain way. I don't think neither are great. I think both are very good quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins keeps getting excuse, excuses getting made for him. And Jake Cutler gets shamed for having diabetes. (laughs) Like that was his choice. Stuff like that. Like Jake Cutler, not perfect. Jake Cutler made a lot of mistakes, but Jake Cutler, is he worse than Kirk Cousins? I don't think anyone could argue that, but at least in public perception, Kirk Cousins will always be the guy who was drafted after RG3 in Washington and outperformed him. And if he's better than RG3, Jake, a Heisman Trophy winner, then maybe there's something there on Kirk. You know, maybe maybe there's something to like. Yeah, he's better than RG3 once his leg turned 360 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're right. I mean, that's a fair point. But, like, and I know that this isn't fair, but, like, I think of quarterbacks that Kirk, to me, is in the same realm as Baker. Yeah. For sure. Like, I don't know if I would. I would probably take Baker over Kirk. And I, I, there's probably some people who disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I think him and Jared Goff are the same fucking dude. I think him and Jared Goff could – Okay, that's fine. I think you could walk into a bar together and I'd say, Jared, and they both raise their hand. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's true. That part's true. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I'm tough on them. Sam Darnold, a little less mono, and you got <laughs> Kirk Cousins. So I don't know. But that's my storyline in Minnesota is somehow we're finally at the root of it. Yes. My next storyline is two teams who look very, very, very good on paper, one of which is a Super Bowl favorite. Another is a trendy AFC pick uh, yes. to possible challenge. Um, Buffalo Bills, obviously the Super Bowl favorite, and the Los Angeles Chargers made a bunch of offseason moves, and they look very, very good. Um, my storyline is how are they going to blow it? How are they going to lose it all? How are they going to throw it away? Is it going to be an overtime? Or are they going to cry about another rule? Is uh, Staley for the Chargers going to continue to make stupid-ass decisions to lose the games? Uh, Like, these two teams, like I said, I think they are both top three in terms of best teams on paper. Buccaneers, I think, being the third, however you want to rank them. And I give zero both teams 0% chance to win it all. Um, I'm not sure what my camera's doing this, but I'm going to figure that out, Jake. Uh, But what, like, the Bills for sure. They have zero, they have no shot, right? Like, I don't care. Like, history repeats itself. That's what happens in sports. I unintentionally, Zach, we've stumbled into the same point because I have thoughts on the Bills and the Chargers. Here's what you need to know about the Bills. Somehow, I feel like in the last three decades, and I know they had a bad stretch from 2000 to 2010, especially, but from mm-hmm. 1990 to 2000 and from 2010 to now. I think they, even with those bad years, has there been a team that's been more wrongly picked to make it to the Super Bowl than the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I Because I they got think, picked eight years in a row in the 90s, and it's been like yeah. four years in a row now of like, maybe it's their year. Cowboys, their year. Cowboys maybe. Yeah, maybe the Packers, honestly. But like, um, 
Steelers. There's other names in there, but like for a team that's been that bad yeah. over that 30 year stretch, that's wild to me of like, how much belief do we have in these bills? And what hurts me is like for the bills, I actually want them to do well. I find Josh Allen likable. I really like um, Hyde and especially Diggs. Love Diggs. I really want mm-hmm. him to do well. So like, and the ghost of Fred Jackson somewhere still. <laughs> I love around. Fred Jackson. What a name. What a call. I do love Fred Jackson. Uh, Jake, you're missing the, the, the subplot to this point, though. And it makes me question if the Buffalo Bills are going to screw it up. Von Miller's there. And we have heard radio silence since we saw Von Miller trying to recruit Odell Beckham to the Bills for whatever reason. That made zero sense. <laughs> but Von Miller loves Odell. Von Miller's up to something again, and it makes me nervous because, Jake, this is the time of year where he brings out that Lombardi trophy, and the coach is going to give that speech. If you recall, fans remember this. Von Miller is going to get the boys buzzing over that trophy, Jake. It's so hilarious. That is, go look that up. He is up to something. He's going to do the same bit over and over because it worked so well the first time. I also, Zach... This was my storyline next, so I'll, I'll go into it because you hit the nail on the head. Here's my storyline, and I don't know what else to call it besides please stop believing in the Chargers. I don't know what yeah. else to say besides what are we doing? Because I I mean, I really dove into this act. I went back 15 years, and you may ask why 15 years. Because 2007 was the last time they won a divisional playoff game, Zach. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like everything that can go wrong will go wrong with the Chargers. So here's some things to throw out there. So they haven't won a playoff game since 2018. So if they don't do this year, that'll be their fifth year in a row. Um, they haven't made it past the divisional round since 2007. They've only made the three offs, the playoffs three times in the last 15 years. Uh, and two of those, they win a wild card and then they're done up. Right. right. So it, this is bad. So one, they're not a good playoff team, but this is what I need folks to freaking remember because their win percentage, Zach, over the last 15 years, 52%. <laughs> they yeah. are perfectly – and, Zach, for exactly. the fans at home, what was their record last year? I'm, I'm going to guess 9-8. and eight. Big Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 9-8, baby. Of course it fucking is. They are a 52% team. And I went and looked at it because here's what you're going to do. You, listening. Yes, you. <laughs> this is what you're going to do. You're going to sit at home and you're going to go, I know I'm not supposed to leave in the Chargers, but they started 5-3. and three. They're 7-2. and two. God, they're even 9-0. and oh. Zach, over the last – I really dug into this. Over the last 15 seasons, 10 of those – They've had at least an eight-game stretch where they've had a two-game advantage over their loss record. They were okay. five and three, five and three, seven and two, six and two, five and three, five and three, seven and two, nine and zero, oh, five and three, seven and two. So those are stretches to either start the season or end the season. They do this every fucking year. <laughs> so stop yeah. telling me they're on a hot stretch because they're going to lose. And average it out. This is just what they do. It, while this is not a betting show, and it will never be a betting show, tune in during the season because we will give you betting tips. Because we will tell you, much like last year, when the Chiefs started super bad, the Chargers beat them right away. 
I'm sure I talked about it because I put a rather large bet on the Chiefs to beat them the second time. Like, we're going to tell you how the storylines are going to go. Chiefs were last in their division last year. I'm like, yep, play some bets on them to win the division right now. Like, we know how this is going to work, especially in the AFC West, which everyone's talking as the hardest division in football, which rightfully so, I think. But the division that's like the hardest to predict. Really? Is it the hardest to predict? Uh, To your point, Chargers are going to go 9-8. and I would assume the Raiders go 8-9. and And then we got Denver, who is probably going to win seven games or so. Like, they look super, super good. I think they're one of the best teams on paper. Great. That's about seven wins for them. And then the Chiefs are going to start bad, and then they're going to win 10 games and win the division off of 10 games. I could see the order of those bottom three teams flipping, but other than that, that's what's happening. Also, by the way, in that 15-year stretch, exactly 500 against the AFC West. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Jesus Christ. Like, it just blows my mind because I'm like, every year, you know, stop it. (laughs) Yeah. What are we doing? You kept inviting Uncle Cherry to the party. He's always inappropriate. It's never going to (laughs) work. He's handsy and we all know it. You you can't invite him to the cocktail party anymore. Um, That's the charge. I don't know where that analogy came from, but I kind of like it. Um, I do too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, let me give you a storyline completely independent from that. I know I went on a rant on the Chargers, but I want to talk about whatever the hell's happening in New Orleans. Right. My next storyline is because I, I looked at all the playoff teams from last year, teams right on the fringe. They're the one that I'm like, what are you doing? Like, are you bad? Are you good? Are you just going to ride, you know, yeah. Cam Jordan to the promised land? Like, what is happening? So they're the team, like, I, I just am so curious to watch, like, one, no one's talking about Alvin Kamara, which is none. no one. Um, Google that story. Uh, and two, like, is Winston the guy? Like, I think they're a winning record team. Like, they're 9-8, and eight, right? Um, that's where I have them. Everyone around that team, including beat reporters, thinks they're very, very good. And, like, Nick Underhill is a beat rep- the beat reporter – uh, the main beat reporter for the Saints, who I like a lot, he thinks they're going to win 10 or 11 games. And I, like, maybe. I don't know. They could win 11. They could win six. I'm not for sure. They look pretty good on paper, though. They're probably more down on the Bucks than we are. But, yes, yeah. That, yeah. that would probably be where that's coming from. But, I mean, to their point, I mean, I think Atlanta and Carolina aren't going to be any good. So Atlanta will not. Well, I'm going to talk about both of them later, I think, possibly. I think both of them are intriguing to me. I mean, they're really interesting. I, Yes, that was a story I was going to get to later, too, about, like, the lack of bad teams. But, yeah. Um, Thank you, yes. Bears. You can be one. <laughs> the Bears suck. They're bad. I've got three. I've got three. We'll talk about them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. The teams we know are bad. We'll say that at the end. It's kind of fun. It's not that many. No, no. It's going to be a good year. Um, to pivot off of that, let's talk about the Buccaneers because Tom Brady is back and Tom Brady has Julio Jones, which nobody's talking about. No. Julio Jones is still Julio Jones. Everyone's saying he's done because of one season he played with Ryan Tannehill. Let's remember, everyone gets hurt when they play in cold weather. Everyone gets hurt until they move down to humid Tampa where the joints are feeling good. Maybe you change your number to a tight end number like Julio Jones did and confuse everybody and possibly play tight end, which is kind of what I'm thinking he's going to do and just be uh, a new Rob Gronkowski for Tom Brady. 
Julio Jones is going to be so fucking good this year. And we need to pay attention to that because he was, he might be one of the most, he is one of the most, he might be the most dominating receiver of all time that people don't consider a dominating receiver. Randy Moss is the only one I could challenge. Uh, some people will say Calvin Johnson. Julio Jones is a dude. Julio Jones is going to be disgusting there. I understand they're losing a bunch of offensive linemen already, left and right. One retired, a couple got hurt. The Buccaneers need to be considered Super Bowl favorites, and it's disgusting that they're not. Because why? It's Tom Brady. Why wouldn't he? He just got off the mass singer. Check out I Don't Think So podcast. You know? I. That's what I don't. Like, how do you not think they're going to be good? Also, look at their division and, like, tell me how you don't think they're going to be in the mix. Um, I just think that's people wanting Tom Brady to be done and, like, in their head, like, oh, he's over. No. Like, we're two years removed (laughs) from them winning the Super Bowl. Um, And, like, we're Antonio Brown meltdown away from them making a run this year. Like, the end of their season got so messy that people forgot they were – like, if you go back to, to week seven last year, who could stop them? Right. They were, Brady was breaking all of his own records. Like, so it's done. They, we're going to get to week three and everyone's going to go, how did we forget about Tom Brady? Um, it's it's going to be wild. Because um, he was masked, Zach. He was the cucumber. That's Yeah, that's what he was. Um, <laughs> to your point about people look at the rest of the division and stuff, everyone I heard of, again, just – talking about the saints yeah when everybody talks about the saints they're like well they're gonna win at least one against tampa bay and blah 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 are they <laughs> like T- tampa bay i understand uh tom brady has struggled against the saints while with tampa for whatever reason it's a new year and he has julio jones and look at the stats julio jones has done very well against the saints he has multiple yeah. 200 yards games against the saints and if julio jones doesn't step up I don't know. Maybe Chris Godwin will. Maybe Kyle Rudolph will. Maybe Mike Evans will. Maybe Leonard Fournette will. Maybe Russell Gage will. Maybe on and on and on. All the fucking who? Who's the fast white dude? He maybe he'll do something. Scotty Miller. <laughs> He's still there, I think. Like who knows what's gonna happen here? It's I do. They're gonna make the Super Bowl. Surprise, shocker, spoiler alert. It's Tom Brady in his final year. How is he gonna go out? It's gonna be on top, obviously. It's fast white dude. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Scotty Miller. Uh, I love him so much. Um, I'm going to make t shirts. Scotty Miller, fast white dude. Um, I, I, I mean, yes. But let me do this, Zach, because here's my storyline. I've got three bad teams, and I, I'm willing to talk about other ones that I'm not including, but I have three bad teams. Okay. Here's your storyline. Because I was trying to come along for every team, but I just lumped these three together. Jags, bad. There's one. <laughs> okay. Jets, now bad. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm willing to hear an argument for Joe Flacco turning the ship around. I'm not sure if he's going to get the chance. So, to your point, bad. If Joe bad. Flacco's in there, 10 wins. Bears, bad. They don't want to win. <laughs> no, they don't want anything. And that's it. I think every other – people are going to talk to me about the Texans, but I am in love Tex- with Lovey Smith. Texans are projected to be the worst team in the league. I like um, Davis Mills. I'm I a think, fanboy. I think there's a decent chance they're the worst – like they finish with the worst record, but they're going to be like the Lions last year where I think every game's close. 
And that's the thing. Like, they were scrappy. Like, Tyrod Taylor had them winning games, and then Davis Mills pulled it together. Like, they had their legs cut out from under them last year. And, like, I think they're going to beat the Jags twice. I think they're somehow going to beat the Colts once, probably when the Colts really need to win. Um, so that's, yep. that's three wins. Like, I'm not saying they're going to be great. I'm just not saying they're, they're not going to be bad. I think they could win five games, six games. Okay. I think the Seahawks are bad. I'm a, all right. Here's, here's, this goes into something later. I think Pete Carroll's up to something. I do. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. I've seen him throwing a lot of passes at practice and I'm not ruling out that he's playing. To be fair, I do think he might be able to beat out Gino and Drew Locke. So. I know he can, yes. <laughs> That's why I think it's in the realm of possibility. I'm not sure if the Jaguars are going to be that bad. They're one that I was on the fence on. I just – I can't look at the car crash that was last year and go, they're going to figure it out. So I'm, I'm just going to stick them in the bin for now. The Seahawks – I think like they were, they just were unwilling to rebuild. And I think they're finally going to like change stuff now that Wilson's gone. Not that Russell was the mm-hmm. problem. I just think like they were unwilling to like change like formations and change like their play calling because they had to like keep people happy. Well, not only that, I think their biggest issue and what they did wrong, especially because the player didn't necessarily want this to happen, getting rid of Bobby Wagner, I think is the biggest deal. Yes. That's the biggest loss. And two, they got rid of Russell Wilson. They're like, okay, we're going to go back to our roots and be a running team. And I think that could have worked, except immediately after that, Chris Carson couldn't recover from a neck injury, retired. Their first, one of their first uh, picks in the draft, uh, uh, Kenneth Walker had hernia surgery. He's not going to be 100% to start the year. Rashad Penny's the starting uh, running back. He's already had a bunch of injuries this offseason as well. So, like, they're not going to be able to pound the rock like they want to either. So, I mean, it's going to be weird. Yeah, and maybe they just get beat up on. I, I don't know. They were just one I wasn't willing to call bad. It's like when the Patriots were rebuilding the Cam Newton year. Like, they weren't great. I just wasn't willing to be like, you're going to be a bad team. Um, so Ron is saying the I think the Dolphins are bad. I think they're going to have a fine record. But, like, I look at Tua, and I can't get past I, Different types of bad. That's a different type of bad. That's how I feel about the Cowboys. That's fair. That's fair. I have no expectations for you, but your record's going to be fine. Fair. Fair. Here's a storyline, Jake, and it's more of a question than a storyline, but uh, we can talk about it anyways. Do you think the Colts are going to continue to do uh, one-year switches at quarterback until they get Arch Manning? (gasps) Arch. I totally forgot about that. I kind of like going from Ryan to Arch. It's going to be a while, though, because he's a senior in high school. Ryan's got it. You think he don't? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think they might give Carson Wentz another shot until then. Four years. That's four years. He can do it. I don't know. He's got a two-year deal right now. What's I one think, more deal? <laughs> I don't know. But I think the Colts are an interesting, another interesting team to watch because, again, last year they were pretty good. They ended up losing to the Jaguars, the worst team the final week to miss the playoffs this year. I think their defense arguably is the best in the NFL and no one's talking about it. Jonathan Taylor is clearly the best running back. Um, They still have no one to throw the ball to, and they got Matt Ryan throwing the ball. So like it could be another disaster or it could be a very, very good team. 
which I guess I'll tie this into my other thing. Uh, past two years, we've had veteran quarterbacks switch teams and win a Super Bowl in the first year with their new team. These are the quarterbacks that have switched teams then. Uh, we got Russell Wilson in Denver, Matt Ryan with the Colts, Carson Wentz with Washington, Baker Mayfield with Carolina, Mitch Trubisky with Pittsburgh, and Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. Uh, which one do you think has the best chance of a veteran first-year quarterback then to win a Super Bowl? I think it's probably Matt Ryan. Yeah, I think I think it's gotta be. I I mean, yeah, because who else could it be? I I just think the the Broncos road is too tough. Like if you asked me, like I could I get why people think that team is really good, but it's just they're in hell's division. And also, you have to remember the Colts were like that close to to making a run last year. Mm-hmm. I think they're really good. I think they're a really good team. They just don't have receivers, so I think that's going to bite them. Um, I want to do a separate little uh, tangent here, Jake. About oh, Marcus Mariota. About Marcus, yeah. uh, okay, I mean, I, I spoiled it. I shouldn't have said his name, but we're going to talk about Marcus Mariota really quick. Jake, these are players who are older than Marcus Mariota. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, Amir Abdullah, Nelson Aguilar, Michael Thomas, Devontae Parker, George Kittle, Cooper Cup. Even Taylor Heineke is older than Marcus Mariota somehow. Marcus Mariota, it turns 29 only in October. Isn't that crazy? RG3 is 29. Am I doing that math right? They, they were the same class, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I just got really sad. <laughs> that dude's yeah. career got cut super short by Kirk That's Cousins. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I bring this up. I bring so this up. Because- sad. Sorry, I'm back. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Let's talk about Mariota. Okay. Don't don't feel bad about RG3. Fuck that dude. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> he just stole the spot from Randy Boss. I won't forgive him. Uh, but isn't that okay? So one, it's wild that he's only gonna turn 29. He's only 28 right now. Two, like here's other people who are close to his age. First up. Rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett is 24. So currently he's only four years younger than veteran Marcus Mariota, who's been in the league for about 20 years. Uh, Allen Robinson's only two months older than him. Sammy Watkins, by the way, he's also very old. It feels like he's only four months older than Marcus Mariota. So he's also uh, either 28 or 29. But here's this. Dak Prescott is three months older than Marcus Mariota only. The Cowboys just committed to him being the franchise quarterback of the future by giving him a second deal. And people are talking about Marcus Mariota being a bridge quarterback who can play one year and then either retire or, you know, find another backup spot. If he plays well for the Falcons, why wouldn't they build around him? And he's only looked good in the past few years in very limited spots. I, do you think so? This isn't like a new phenomenon. I, I'm looking up a specific quarterback. Dude, he's one year older than Mitch Trubisky. Right. He's <laughs> talked about as like, you know, the secret weapon of the future. I. How is he younger than Taylor Heineke? That one really that. blew my mind. Cooper Cup is also younger than I thought. So that, that one I was just kind of like, oh, it's a beard. He's well, Cooper Cup's young, but he's older than Mariota. I know, I know, but when you said his name, I was like, isn't Cooper Cup like 40? 
But I mean, Taylor Heineke, I think, is the most surprising on there. I mean, Aguilar feels like he's 25. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I I mean, here's my take on that. I think it shows one how fast we give up on guys. Yep. Yep. It also just shows like, <laughs> like we do that with quarterbacks. Like a great example, like Cole McCoy. Like you know, reveal himself. Do you think? Not that old. Maybe thirty-two. Maybe. Oh, he's 36. He's actually older than I thought. I would have guessed 32, okay. too. Okay, well, he's not going to be my example then. But, like, yeah. he's been old. He's old as dirt. But, like, <laughs> I think some of those guys just drift around, and it's like, how old are you? You know? Um, right. And he's one of them. I mean, Mitch Trubisky is another one of, like, kind of never really proven. Like, Ryan Tannehill. How old's Ryan Tannehill? Um, Pretty young. I just quickly looked up Tyrod Taylor. He's 33. Yeah. And he feels way more young. Tyrod Taylor's a great great example. Oh, Ryan Tannehill's 34. He's older than Tyrod. Yeah, so this is perfect. I think people see Mariota and Tannehill in the same dimension. And Mariota's a future guy. Like, you can bet on Mariota, like, still improving. Well, here's the thing. We just blew – it kind of blew our mind that he's only 28 years old, right? Yeah. And if you consider it, like you talk about running backs, how old are they? Like our Wisconsin running back coming out of the draft is older than the other guys because there's so much tread worn off the tire. Mariota has been a backup for the past, what, three years? So he hasn't even taken hits or anything like that either. So like he's kind of a young 28. He's definitely taken less hits than Taylor Heineke. And people like that, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. He's taken less hits than Justin Fields. <laughs> true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but like Mariota, what's what's to say he doesn't impress and is the quarterback of the future? They just drafted Desmond Ritter, who went to Cincinnati. I'm sorry, I'm not going to give Cincinnati credit. Screw Desmond Ritter. I feel like when if I looked at Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota, by the way, I would have guessed Marcus Mariota is younger than Desmond Ritter. The dude's old. He's washed. <laughs> you heard it here first. The rookie <laughs> quarterback's washed. Uh, that uh, That is an interesting one. Okay, I'll go to a player-specific one now. Storylines to watch. Um, I'm not going to – I didn't want to talk too much about the Packers, but I okay. do want to touch briefly on um, – I'm so interested what happens with the running back situation this year because I think the narrative around the Packers – because we can talk all day about Rodgers. Like, he's – Honestly, the biggest storyline in football, and he's always going to be. At the season finale, I said he's a dark – we agreed he's a dark horse MVP contender because if his numbers somehow don't go down, how do you not give it to him? But the running back game, because I feel like the narrative has been we're going to run more. And I think there's a sleeper chance that one of these running backs becomes like a household name. There's a chance, yeah. Especially – I think this changes before the season begins, but the Packers only kept two running backs on their roster, period. Yeah. Like they only kept Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I think they're going to add a third, but still, it's interesting. Yeah. So I'm wondering what their – because of that, that was my point. I'm wondering what their load looks like because it's not like they're doing a big depth thing. It's those two. 
they haven't been like the healthiest guys. It's not like they've had huge right. injury troubles, but they've been banged out. So I think that's a storyline to watch because I think they want to use them. I also think it's going to be a pretty natural like running back duel because I think both sides have pretty big camps. Like I yeah. think AJ Dillon has a lot of stands. I'm one of them because I love his thighs. <laughs> no, Weird. That's a unique reason. Oh, so nice, dude. Like Squidward after he ate all those Krabby Patties. <laughs> ready to explode. I, I, I just like big dudes. I, like, I just like the big running backs mashing in. Three yards True. in a cloud of dust. And you might tell me 16 yards untouched is better, but I say, where's the work <laughs> yeah. in that, you know? Yeah. yeah. We just need a stand schedule. Uh, as long as we get a fourth and one, that, that's fine. We'll move the chains. Um, I agree. They, it also sounds like both of them, uh, they said it, they could get both get like 50 targets. Like they're going to be receivers as well. Yeah. So like to your point, they could definitely break out and be like considered like everyone knows, knows Aaron Jones, but even still, I feel like he's a little underrated. He could be considered like a guy at, by the end of the year. He could become legitimately Rogers favorite target. Yeah. That, no, yeah, that is just gone. I think I've heard a huge criticism from Packers fans, which I'm not necessarily here to dispute of like, can't wait the Devontae's now. Maybe he'll throw to somebody else, <laughs> which I hate that argument. But he Same. threw to Jones all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was super involved, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Mercedes Lewis. Fucking feed big dog targets. <laughs> Let's pepper him. Let's see if he can handle 100. Let's just see what he does. I would love it. Um, a pivot from that. I asked Trevor also, like, if you have a storyline for the NFL season, what would yeah. you want it to be? And he's talking about Devontae Adams in Vegas. He wants to know or what like what the storyline would be. What will the Raven Raiders offense turn into by adding Devontae Adams? And this is my opinion. Fine. Like, I don't think they turned into a great offense. I don't see any way they do. Personally, I think McDaniel is a worse offensive mind than John Gruden. And I think they have zero offensive line. And I think they're going to not utilize Hunter Renfro very much because people forget how good he was last year somehow. And I think he's going to be forgotten about. So I think adding Devonte Adams is going to make them a little bit better. But like we just talked about, they're going to finish around 500. Like they're not going to be a great team. No. Well, <sighs> And they are not the team that's ready to break out. Like, I almost feel like Devontae Adams, he's certainly an improvement, right? I'm not I'm not going to bash on – I'm also not in camp, like, take Devontae away from Rodgers, and now he's mediocre. No, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's really good. I just think that he was always double covered, always a priority target, and that's going to stay the same in Oakland. Sorry, Vegas. God damn, almost caught it. Um, but in <laughs> Vegas – and I just – it's going to be hard to give him the ball all the time. Like, he's going to be fine. But, like, a receiver who gets double-triple teamed can't win you the big one. See Randy Moss's whole career. <laughs> See right, yeah. Calvin Johnson. See Julio Jones. Like, those guys are great when you can build other people around them. But in the biggest of situations, you, you can lock those guys down to a certain extent. How come people – and I, this is a bigger question than just the situation. But why does Rodgers seriously get 
hate for everything that everyone else does. Who criticized Matthew Stafford for throwing to Kelvin Johnson too much? Who questioned Matt Ryan for throwing to Julio Jones? Who was like, hey, Dante Culpepper, let's not throw it to Randy Moss this play. Like, no one's ever said that. Like, Devontae Adams is one of those guys. Yeah, and it's also just like (laughs) what blows my mind is because the reason it comes up is because Adams missed games, and so he threw it to other people. It's like, oh, he's got to spread it around. It's like, yeah, because those guys are open less. So you can't yeah. throw it to the same dude over and over. Um, yeah, it makes no sense. No one criticizes the Colts for handing it off to Taylor every play. No. <laughs> right. He's sharer, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, no, it's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Tom Brady should really pick a new target. He's had the same guy for about 10 years now. Let's criticize him for white slot receivers, though. We can do that. That's a fun argument. Like, why does he have to be white, Tom? My favorite thing we've ever talked about on the show is how everyone <laughs> everyone thought Julian Edelman could replace Wes Welker. Um, <laughs> yeah. So funny to me. Um, but, yeah, look at, look at us now. Uh, By the way, boy, yeah. little storyline. Julian Edelman says he can play football again. Where do you think he's going to go? <laughs> it all goes. He, Scotty Miller's out of a job, baby. There's only one. <laughs> Scotty Miller. Da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> him, him, Ed Gronk are both going to join Tampa at some point this season, and I'm ready for it. I hope they come out mid game. Week one. <laughs> out of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> what's that white flash? Holding a Nabby light cam. It's Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> um, I'm going to go to a division we haven't talked about yet. Um, this storyline is a little different to me, but my weirdest all – because I think it can be easy to forget like what a team's expectations are for themselves. And I think the team that has gone all in that no one's talking about is the Eagles. I agree. I, I think they're really good. I think they're good, and I, I – it, it stuns me a little bit that they think their time is now. Like, that yeah. they're really all in on Hurts. It's a little weird to me. Um, and I, I think I like it. What I do like is that division is vulnerable. So yeah. fucking go for it. Like, don't be afraid of the Cowboys. They're, they're just average. They're a little better than mediocre. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, I think they're – I think they're the best team in that division. It's just interesting to me because in thinking of a storyline, right, I think that I don't see them as like a playoff threat, but I see them as like a Cinderella story of like this team's really been good. I can see them beating the Cowboys in the playoffs, but I can't see them getting past like one of the heavy hitters. I think they have a chance. It depends on if Jalen Hurts can be competent or not. Um, yeah. But they're going all in because he's selling that rookie deal, obviously. And right. also, yeah. again, again, he's been pretty bad. No one hates him because he's on a rookie deal. Uh, but they have that window with the rookie deal. We saw the Seahawks do it with uh, Russell Wilson. To your point, the division's vulnerable. The Cowboys were kind of iffy anyways, and then they just lost uh, Tyron Smith, who tore his hamstring. So they're yeah. like, okay, we're just going to go all in. Um, I do have a storyline about them that I'll talk about later. I think there's a potential heel coming out of the Eagles, who could be Ooh. the biggest heel this year. I think it's going to be an interesting situation. I like but I think, the, I think the Eagles are actually good, and they're a threat. And the only reason why they were good last year is because they have a really good offensive line and a really good defensive line. So if they can just run the ball and stop the run, you know, in the playoffs, I mean, 
fuck, it's going to be cold. Like they're going to be, they're going to be tough. It's going to be hard to beat them. I think so. And I just, I don't know. They're not that far removed from being a Super Bowl champ, as weird as that sounds. Like, yeah. They they haven't like really gone into a rebuild. It's just that Carson Wentz didn't work out. Like they've still got solid pieces. They're a pretty good build team. Related. Do you think Matt Ryan gets hurt in like week thirteen and Nick Foles comes in and leads the Colts to a Super Bowl? I think Nick Foles is just waiting around guys' locker rooms with a baseball bat at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Foles doesn't even look at the, the playbook until week 12. He knows when his time is. He knows what's going to happen. I need a documentary about Nick Foles, Sam Bradford, <laughs> and just like that whole lineage of NFL history of like, how did we get here? How did Nick we Foles get to general. Nick Foles winning a Super Bowl? Yes. But I need chapters on Wentz, Foles, and Bradford. Because yeah. I just, I think there are three chapters of the same book. And I somehow think Foles wins. And I don't, that's not yeah. fair to either Bradford or Wentz. And that's just a wild, like, portion of NFL history to me. He's the only one that's got a statue, right? Kevin <laughs> Flacco. <laughs> Get them on the same team, please. Let's just okay. see what they can do. Let's just see. <laughs> see what they can do. Dude, how do you stop them in the playoffs? I don't know. They're so good in the playoffs. They just need they just need someone who could be a regular season quarterback. Get them there. They're like, okay, Joe, let's go. Joe Flacco's a good tie into my next one. This is honestly the, the storyline. You mentioned it early, so I wanted to save it. But this is the storyline I'm most interested in. We've waited long enough. I'll get back to him now. Lamar Jackson and Baltimore yep. to go to Joe Flacco's team. They are my sleeper pick for the Super Bowl. Um, I think – Lamar Jackson is hands down the scariest dude in the NFL. Like, I think he's the dude you want to play against the least. I think he's must watch because will he stay healthy? Will he get paid? <laughs> like, yep. what do they do this year? Like, everything about that team is so interesting. And it's also like the caveat of like, they're overlooked. Like, on top of everything else, they're somehow maybe the fourth most talked about team in that division. Thanks, Deshaun. Yeah, I don't think that's even – I'm not sure if that's even a question. I think they for sure are the fourth. It's, it's them or Pittsburgh. But I think Pittsburgh's still more talked about. I think they're more talked about. However, in terms of betting odds, the Ravens are now, I think like a recent update, they're favored to win the division. Yeah, correct. I think like people think they're going to be good. I just think like they're not getting talked about. And I, I think like most people – like lay fans who aren't like maybe watching the betting odds think it's the Bengals. Oh, for sure. And most people think have argued it should be the Bengals, even after looking at the odds. Yeah. Um, but even if the Ravens are expected to win that division, they're still not even getting considered as a Super Bowl possibility. To your point, I think they should be. And to your point, I think Lamar Jackson should be on MVP watch for sure. Uh, the fact that he doesn't have a, a contract going into the season. If he doesn't sign a contract by kickoff on week one, I don't think they're going to negotiate in the middle of the season, except for maybe bye week, since he's the one representing himself. And I don't think they're going to do that. So I think the Ravens, I also wrote down Lamar Jackson. So like, I think if the Ravens don't do this, I think the story is Lamar Jackson. I think the Ravens are going to fuck up. 
because I think Lamar Jackson is going to win an MVP, have possibly one of the best seasons ever, and then they're going to be forced to pay him insane money. Like I, I think the story is Lamar ja- will Lamar Jackson uh, make the Ravens sort of eat their words, so to speak. Yeah, I think I think that's good. I also think the storyline could be so good of like I think the division I'm most excited to watch down the stretch is the AFC North. Because the storylines of the Ravens versus the Steelers versus the Bengals are so and Deshaun, good. And Deshaun, and Deshaun Watson coming back. True. I was just going to say, and everyone takes turns beating up Cleveland. That's my my fact. Like everyone takes a week where they just whack. <laughs> everyone beats it by forty points. Um, but yeah, I mean that's interesting because like I don't know. I just I think Lamar Jackson's also my favorite player to watch in general. So like that might also just be part of the storyline. So mm-hmm. let me tell you about a quarterback whose story is tied to Lamar Jackson this season. Gino, close, same talent. Tua Tagovailoa. Lower. This is Tua's last chance. Like yes. we don't even need, we don't need to pretend. And if he fucks up, and if the Ravens don't sign a deal, I think there's a decent chance Lamar signs with the Dolphins. He returns home to South Florida. He has interest. He's shared interest on Twitter. I mean, that could just be leverage and contract talks, obviously. But if Lamar Jackson then signs with the Dolphins next season. With Tyree Kill there, Jalen Waddle, uh, Mike McDaniel smoking pot in the locker room before the game. Like, that's going to be an unbelievably scary team. And that's another reason why, like, Tua could be out. <laughs> Man, if Tua really does bad and gets cut by the bank or the Dolphins this next year or something, he's one of those type of quarterbacks where I'm not sure if they're going to give him another starting chance. No. <sighs> Tua is interesting because can you think of another guy who's been overrated, underrated, <laughs> overrated, and then more overrated <laughs> in his career? Like his roller coaster has been all over because like there is a, a part of me that's like he could play somewhere. Like I don't know if I hate him or still hate them for choosing him over Fitzpatrick. I hate him. <laughs> you don't like that he smeared the big guys, and I get it. Yeah, fuck him. Like, That's to, fair. He tried to look athletic. Okay, Tua. Let's see how. Let's let's look at your pelvis uh, X-ray. Let's see how yeah. athletic you are, douche. By the way, fans who think this is the Dolphins' year, fuck off. I, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. that's Come wild on. to me. Because I'll, I'll go this one, and this is what we close our season finale on. So I won't go into too much, but. The storyline I'm most interested to see is what does Bill Belichick do? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot has been going wrong in the offseason in New England. Um, I think that's fair to say. And that's why I think they're going to be great. Feels like it. When the they look so bad. But, yeah, they're going to they do look, it. They look so bad. But, like, I, what, they're a wild card team, right? Probably. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone expects them to catch the Bills. And I, the AFC's weak. I know the West is really good, but they're going to beat up each other. It's interesting that you said the AFC weak because I think the biggest storyline going into the season is how good the AFC is by the talking heads. 
I agree with that, but like like we just talked about, like does anyone think that the AFC West is going to have two teams with more than ten wins? Right. Yeah. 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 They're going to be like they're going to cannibalize each other. Same with the North. Like I think they're isolated because that's the thing is they're isolated the two divisions, and then you have the East, which has respectively maybe two good teams, maybe, um, and mm-hmm. the South, which has two good teams. Well, that's always been the case in the AFC, which is why, like to your point, there's been some unbelievable teams in the AFC North with the the Ravens and Steelers over the past two decades or whatever, but they always split. They always beat each other up, and then they have to go to Foxborough in the playoffs because the Patriots skated through their division. Like, And now, now that could be Buffalo. They have to go to Buffalo possibly. But even still, we know... Tyler Bass is going to hook that motherfucker wide left to go to the Super Bowl. Like something like that's going to happen there. Yeah. I will say, just to clarify my point, I thinking about it, I do think the AFC is more talented. I don't think there's any question there are more good teams in the AFC, but the best records are going to be in the NFC. Yeah. 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 Everyone's talking about, is there maybe three teams that could win the Super Bowl there? And honestly, the last one getting mentioned of the three is the reigning champions, which is wild. No one's giving the Rams any respect after getting better this offseason. Yeah. Which, whatever. I think there are five teams I, I would pick to maybe win out of the NFC. I don't know if that's bold. I've got the Rams. Mm-hmm. I've got – I'm just going by division, not in order of, like, who should, like, be mentioned. I'd go um, – from that division, I would also go 49ers. Um, there. And then I would go, I think you have to mention the Packers. They're not necessarily my favorites, but I would mention them. Then I would mention the Buccaneers. And then I would mention after our talk, maybe Philadelphia. That's the one yeah. I'm like on the edge on. But like, I think that could be five. If you really talk to me about the Saints, I could be talked into listening. Yeah. By you yeah. magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coach O just needs to tell you about it. Yeah. Um, let me cruise through the last couple I have here. Um, first do. one, Dan Campbell, will he be loved or hated? I think it's a make or break year for him just mm-hmm. because of how the media put him on a pedestal with hard knocks and everything. Now it's open to if they crash and burn, the media is going to tear Dan Campbell apart. And I don't think my heart or his can take it. Thoughts on that? Um, yeah, that'll be interesting because I, I think if they have another record as bad as they did last year, people will just think he's overrated. Yep. Completely agree, even though that roster is absolutely atrocious still. Um, Trey Lance, I think that entire situation is going to be a massive storyline. Obviously, they just restructured Jimmy Garoppolo's deal to bring him back as a backup with incentives. If he plays more, then he'll get paid a bunch of money. It's a good deal for him. However, so like he could still get traded to another team and make more money, whatever. I'm assuming what's going to happen, and you tell me if you think differently. I think Trey Lance is going to get hurt, and then Jimmy Garoppolo is going to become the starting quarterback down the stretch. Seems like that's the story. Like they go to him in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't see any way that turns out any different. Um, Odell Beckham, where is he going to go? There's a report that just popped up before we went on the show that the Rams have left a locker open for him in the locker room. Like they're doing everything 
He's going to come back there, isn't he? Unless Von Miller Dude. gets it to happen. <laughs> he might. He might. Um, <laughs> I wrote down what's Von Miller up to. We already talked about that. Um, and then the last one, thirty, obviously 32 teams in the NFL. Ten of them have new head coaches this year. And that's the most, pro- I would assume, of all time for a single season. I think seven of the ten are first-year head coaches, period. I think that's going to be really interesting. And it could lead to really terrible football. The opposite could be true as well. But it could be super hit or miss. And I think that's really interesting to, as a storyline at least. Like, who if Mike McDaniel, again, if they do super well, he's going to be the rocket scientist genius in Miami. If they crash and burn, he's going to be the stoner loser that somehow got named a head coach. But on the bright side, Zach, the league's got to be so much more diverse now after all those people of color we hired, right? Mike McDaniel's apparently half. He doesn't look <laughs> like it, but that's what he says. We're diverse. We did yeah. it. Yeah. Love you. Check to make sure it was legal. <laughs> I love Lovey. Yeah. Same. Uh, that's all I got for storylines. Do you have any other storylines before we talk about awards? Two. One. Where does Ryan Fitzpatrick play? He's uh, coming out of the booth at some point. Someone's going to call him. Miami. Make it happen. Um, Let's get coming home. <laughs> coming home. Dude, Josh Allen gets hurt. Bill's That'd Mafia needs a savior. Dude, that would be awesome. Straight the out of the, the crowd. He was already there. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen comes down to the field. Sure. Fans will go ballistic in Buffalo if that happens. They'll be so happy. I would love it. And then one that we should talk about a little bit, or maybe not talk about, but a storyline I have. Um, do Are the Bengals for real? Or was that a flash in the pan? Like, does Burrow stay healthy? It's so interesting because no one's giving them any credit this year or any props. And all they did this offseason was address the offensive line and stuff like that. Like, Yeah, the stuff we criticize them for, like they have no shot to win a Super Bowl because of the offensive line. The only thing that happened is they made the Super Bowl and then they built an offensive line. Well, it's weird because I don't think people are hesitant. The reason I'm hesitant, maybe they are, but I'm hesitant just because too many cigars. Yes. I, I'm just so nervous for Turbo's legs. Same. Also, they, will the loss of the appendix be a loss of his power? We don't know. No one knows what an appendix does, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> the, maybe this is going to be how we find out. Yeah. So I don't know because they could become a juggernaut. Like they could be that fucking good or he could get hurt. I really don't want him to get hurt because he like could be the face of the league. But I think that's a story to watch. I completely agree. It's uh, let's talk about awards time. We're doing our awards watch. We are going to be giving out awards at the end of the season. These are, are the potential recipients of the awards that we need to keep our eye on. And I'll start with one. I'm going to go with the biggest heel turn, maybe most notable heel turn of the season. What's going to happen? This hasn't happened yet. I'm not saying these guys are starting or have turned heel, uh, but maybe there are some signs uh, that we can watch for, and I'm just going to run through the list, and I'll explain on any of them if you would like. I have Devontae Adams, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Tyreek Hill, 
AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. Some of those were already heels. <laughs> That's my I don't commentary. Think so. I think to us, not public perception. None of them are heels in public perception. What has my life's work been meaning if Tyreek Hill is – is he not a heel? No. Okay, I'm going to say for the people in the back. Lean in close. You. <laughs> yes, you. I know that you were covering from what I called you out earlier. Lean in close. He beat up a woman. I know he's really fast. That's how come he hit her so many times. He's quick. Not, a, not just a woman, pregnant mother of his child. Yes. And he's really fast. But he's so a fast, fast guy. No, no. Cheers, Scotty Miller instead. <laughs> you, you know why I think he's going to possibly turn heel, Jake? He started a podcast. Why he learned from Draymond Green. He's going to do the Draymond Green thing, Jake. And he's in Miami. And if Tua misses him on one deep ball, he's going to start talking shit on his podcast. Mm-hmm. And he's going to make all the news. And Tyreek Hill is going to turn heel in. It's going to be a complete implosion in Miami. Possibly. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Okay, that's good. All right, I've got some heel turns for you here. Okay. Matt Ryan. Okay. Okay. Um, yep. Uh, next, uh, Baker Mayfield. Very interesting. I think he is already for sure a heel, but continue. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, and then lastly, Cooper Cup. I almost put, I thought I wrote him down actually. I like that one as well. Okay. Any questions? Um, why Baker Bay how is Baker Bayfield not a heel? Because of what just happened in Cleveland. I don't think I don't think I don't Dude, think so. he's for sure a face. He's for sure a face right now. People want him to stop yeah. Cleveland. For just week one, and then they want everyone else to stop him. That's the heel turn. He's a one week face. He has to become a heel again. I just think we're, I think the public perception is he's a good guy now. He got screwed in Cleveland. It should be him. And then they're going to interview him and we're going to hate him again. I just, I agree that he was just a heel. I just think he got turned face and we're going to get annoyed again. And then we're going to turn him back heel. It's going to be a quick rotation, like a rotisserie chicken. He is the rotisserie chicken of the NFL for sure. Yeah, like the real like big show in WWE. He turns <laughs> turns heel and face every other week. Yes, so big. Um, should we talk about? I also have face turn. Should we do that since that's related? Yep. Okay, so face turn. I'll start with my first one. Baker also, Mayfield. by the way, in case you're not a wrestling fan, heel turn is when you become a bad guy. Face turn Thank is you. when you become a good guy. Yeah, you were good. Then you punch your dad. For example, something like that. Um, so, face turn. Yeah, my number one is Baker Mayfield. For obvious reasons, like he gets a new start. I think he's going to beat up on By Cleveland. Way, that's going to project him to be a face. Someone in WWE has turned face before by punching their dad. Yeah, and Dominic Mysterio almost did. He instead <laughs> <laughs> kicked Edge right into his Viking nuts. Yeah. Okay, sorry, carry on. Baker Mayfield. Okay, that's an interesting one. Okay, uh, Matt Ryan. And I only put that because he's for sure a heel to us. That was more for us. Like maybe that's he fair. wins the Super Bowl because of phase and he's a good guy. Okay. Um, I have Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm not, I doubt it's going to happen because of the media, but I think it's interesting. possible. Okay. Tom Brady, same type of thing. Bill Belichick. I think Bill could do something this year. 
Thoughts on that? Yeah, if he goes against Brady, there's a chance. People oh, want to cheer him in the right context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. I have Marcus Mariota. Again, I, he's not a heel, though. He's just a nothing. But I think he could be like the ultimate baby face. And then That's I have tough. Tyron. I have Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew. Um, I think for, I think he was for sure heel with Kansas City. Kansas City cuts him. He wanders around like a lost puppy, goes back to his hometown, or at least where he played college in LSU, signs with the Saints. And then he the Saints almost cut him last week for no reason. Like it makes no yeah, sense that he's gonna get cut. Like he is like kind of becoming the ultimate baby face there. Um that's so interesting. It's super weird. It's a weird situation to watch. Again, the Saints confuse me, and the whole Tyron Matthew situation confuses me. That is, yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that at all. Okay, that's weird. Do you have any other face turn candidates? Yep, the whole Kansas City Chiefs. Fair. That's very fair. Um, Pete Carroll. Ooh, okay, yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Is he considered heel? He played for Urban Meyer. He's a pretty boy. He played for Dabo and then I was Urban say, Meyer. But he, but he played for Dabo. Kind of evens out. No. <laughs> I think he was hated in Clemson. And then I, I think he was supposed to wash the stink off. And that didn't happen. So I think he does this year. I think we're finally allowed to like him this year. I have another potential face turn. And I think this could be good. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Well, nowhere to go but up. Yeah. <laughs> what What if? What What could he do, Jake? Oh, God. To make everyone punk up? Maybe. Maybe. I, I'm surprised Cleveland hasn't si- called him up to sign him yet. Great leg on that. What could he do to turn face? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't know. But I think it's maybe possible. Sign with the Chiefs two years later. There you go. True. I haven't Very forgotten you, Kareem Hunt. Others may have. I am not. Uh, sorry. Got me in my bag. One last face turn that I just thought of. Okay. Let me know if I'm off base here. I'm just interested in this. Um, if you consider them a heel before or not. The commanders. It's tough. I don't think they are. But obviously, Dan Snyder is. Correct. And I just think with Carson Wentz now, maybe we can cheer for them. I I think I think there was potential when Rob Rivera Ron Rivera signed with them. Yeah, that's fair. And then they squandered that immediately. And then they signed Jack Del Rio also. The Jack Del Rio got in front of a mic. And then he also <laughs> <laughs> Jack Del Rio, no, we told you not to do that. <laughs> You need to get that guy more mic time. He's electric. Fox News has oh. got plenty of them, yeah. Legit. Uh, what awards do you have? All right. Uh, I've got two. I've got most likely to succeed, and I've got miscongeniality. Which one do you want to start with? I think we need to start with succeed. Okay. Most likely to succeed. This could be seen as an MVP award, but I think it's just like, you know, you're doing well. Yeah. You know? yeah, not, yeah, for sure. Most likely to succeed. Fans 
of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I just think there's no way that they don't like whoever their quarterback is. I thought about this very long and hard, and I just think they're going to really marvel at how fast their new quarterback is. True. That's a good point. Like He's, he's going to evade a so sack. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could be Mason Rudolph, and he'll still be so quick. I don't – I think that's the only exception. If Mason Rudolph takes a snap, the entire stadium will boo. Unless it was immediately after Renegade, which they love for some reason. Oh, mama. That's true. Um, otherwise, most likely to succeed, I'm going to go with Dan Campbell. Yep. Yep. I think he's the, the league's baby boy. And then finally, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think I would throw Davis Mills into that. Love, love me, Davis. Uh, again, not an MVP award, but if he can somehow win five games, I think he's definitely a candidate for that award. Big baby Davis. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a big, big baby Davis. I think he might be in prison. Um, <laughs> what's another one? What about what about Gino? I'd, I'd love it. I would love Gino to do well. That's that's a low key sleeper hit, like feel good story. I think. Do you think everybody wants Gino to do well, essentially, except for Drew Locke? Does anybody dislike Gino except for maybe Jets fans? No, Jets fans want him to do well somewhere else. Jets fans okay. hate their own team. Like they they want other people to like do good elsewhere. You're right. That's true. That's true. I hope I hope he can do it. Um, what about maybe he overachieves too much for this award? Do you, what if Christian McCaffrey plays like twelve games? Do you think that's a candidate? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. If they do that, that's most likely to succeed. Chargers make the playoffs. That would qualify for this award, which is why I'm not Char- giving it to them. Chargers kick a field goal in the red zone. Just do it <laughs> once. They punt. Yeah. Oh, Marcus Mariota. Oh, it's a great one. James Winston. For sure. <laughs> the whole division's so wacky. That's, <laughs> that's, that's my favorite division this year, I think. I, I think it's fun. There's so much going on. You got Jameis eating W's. You got Marcus Mariota rising from the dead and somehow is younger than Doing most of the Doing it for his after. boy RG3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you got Baker doing... Whatever the fuck he's going to do, who knows? I think it's a fun division. RG3 hasn't turned 30 yet. I'm sad again. We're going to miscongeniality. I'm back. Okay. Yeah. Miscongeniality, in case you haven't seen the Sandra Bullock oh. movie. Side note, RG332. Aren't him and Mariota the same age? I think they graduated the same time. Mariota graduated early. RG3 played. Dude, no, no, no. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. RG3 and Andrew Luck. Oh, you're right. You're right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, we, again, can we say then fuck RG3? Yeah, we're back. I'm less sad now. Never mind. He already turned 30. He's old. He's done. He's 32. Gosh. Yeah. An age I can't relate to. Um, <laughs> I, as long as there's a two in front of there, I'm like, oh, my boy. Dude, Marcus Mariota is the same age as me. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> That's really weird. Dude, that makes me feel weirder about them being like he's out the pasture. Zach, I'm going to make you feel you're done. 
I don't know. My leg just started to hurt a little bit. That's normal. Oh, yeah, true, true. This congeniality, I have a strong one here. Okay. I've got two strong candidates, I think. One, Daniel Jones. Ooh, I'm for it. I hope it happens. Yeah, like he's going to give a great effort. Like everyone wants him to be done. I think he's going to try his damnedest to like actually keep that position. I mean, you got Tyrod Taylor behind him, sniffing him, uh, getting ready to take over for a quarter before he gets hurt or something. That's true. Uh, And my other one, (laughs) I'm going to go with, I can't believe I'm saying this, Sam Darnold. No. It's congeniality. He's not going to get the start, but I think he's going to be the nicest teammate ever. I think he's going to be so everybody. nice to Baker. Yeah. Good job, Baker. <laughs> like Tom Good Brady. job, Matt. Yeah, for sure. He's going to be kissing Tom Brady's son any chance he gets. Yeah. I don't know. I just think, like, because Baker left, no one cares that Donald got the shaft, and I just feel like this is his, his miscongeniality chance. And to that point, I've got – I don't know how you're going to feel about this, so I'm ready to read the room. Miss Congeniality, Jared Goff. He buys in. I think that's possible. I think there's man. a glimmer of it in the last episode of Hard Knocks if you haven't watched it yet. I think there's a glimmer. I think there was a glimmer last year when they had the hug. That's a good The point. slow face turn of Jared Goff has been unbelievable. I think if he comes out in jean shorts – and he's wearing a bike helmet Dude. in the press conference, and he's just yelling grit into the camera. Dan Campbell somehow converted this surfer kid into Mr. Motor City. Like, he could be the new Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I haven't admitted this anywhere to anybody, and I'll say it now because I'm well-documented on my hate of Jared Goff. However, I believe it was this off season at some point. He wore a grit shirt to his presser, yeah. I believe it was. And uh, I smirked a little bit. The boy's got potential is what I'm trying to say. I, uh, he could become America's baby face. If sure. he like buys, if the lines are good and he buys in on Dan Campbell. All he has to do, if, if they're pretty good, what if at a presser they're like, What's it like playing for Dan Campbell? And what if he says Dan Campbell is the most impressive offensive-minded coach I've ever played for? Because everyone's going to be like, Dan Campbell's better than Sean McVay. And that's going to be the biggest story. I don't want to... You're right, and that would make him a face in our eyes, but I don't want him throwing pot shots. You know what would be great? True. The best thing that ever happened to me was getting traded to Detroit. True. That is true. That would be very good. That would be because that would stab Matt Stafford in the heart. <laughs> I think that would be like. No. I don't know how anyone would want to leave here. Stuff like that. That's more of a shot. I, I again did a passive aggressive shot. Sorry, I'm all, dude. I'm all in on the double turn. I want him to turn Stafford heel. I want the, I want Stafford to buy in. I'm all in yeah. because as I predicted in our season finale, I think we're getting them in the playoffs. We. <laughs> We get a handshake agreement. So good. But yeah, Um, do you have any miscongenialities? I was going to say the Lions as a whole, just because, I mean, Dan Campbell's an obvious one. I think Jamal Williams is an obvious one. 
Like there, there's a lot of potential people there. Um, I think that's interesting. I think Najee Harris could do it in Pittsburgh, possibly. Um, he's one of those guys. What if? I mean, Jameis Winston's a possibility, but what if Baker Mayfield could uh, turn his face turn into a congeniality award as well? I think that's possible. I think that's possible. Dude, Lovey Smith. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, Mike McDaniel, if it goes right, people are going to eat him up. He's going to be... People are going to eat him (laughs) <laughs> that too. He's gonna be the most popular guy in the room. Um, I'm gonna say a weird one. I don't think he really has a shot, but it would be really. Again, I like chaos. What if Ryan Tannehill makes a case for it? After he might be, in terms of a fan base, a fan base's feelings towards their own quarterback. I think the Titans hate. Ryan Tannehill more than any other fan base hates their starting quarterback. That's so interesting. I just feel like he's really overachieved, but I... It's just the way they lost the playoffs last year. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, that's good. Dude, I forgot this in heel turn. Oh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, continue. (laughs) Can I add a heel turn? He's so friendly. Matt Ryan. For, you said you said that. <laughs> for Did I say he was going to turn heel? Yeah. You didn't ask me about it. I kind of want to talk about it. Can I talk about it? Yeah. What's he going to do? He's going to blame Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> that would be incredible. That would be very funny. <laughs> Thanks for asking me about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fumble on the exchange. He's like, the motherfucker's got bricks for hands. Like he can't you know, I really thought we were going to do something here until they gave old sandbag the ball, dragging everybody here down. Yeah. They had to bring in a winner. <laughs> Me. What if he grabs them by the face mask in, like, the very first game? Like, run fucking straight. The Colts will lose their minds. Sorry, I needed to say that one because he came to mind for miscongeniality. And I was like, no, he's a heel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if I have any others for congeniality. I do have one more award with no candidates. So I I open it to you and I open it to the listeners and maybe we can brainstorm brainstorm some. But it's the Mike White Award. It's someone who comes out of nowhere, catches lightning in a bottle, and then fizzles out almost immediately. It, you can say it's Such a the hard award word to predict. <laughs> right, right. It's an impossible one to predict because it's going to be given to the most insane person. Uh, it's going to be insanity when Mike White Lightning uh, is reincarnated into somebody else. And I don't know who it's going to be. So no one can predict it. The Vikings, if he didn't get cut. Right, Fitzpatrick would be awesome. Oh, my God. Just give me a stretch with him on the Bills. I will be the biggest Bills fan. That would be incredible. I love Josh Allen, so it's nothing against him. It's Yeah, it's literally impossible to predict this reward right now because I think if we can talk about them in the preseason, they're not Mike White. Yeah. Do you think it has to be to a quarterback or no? No. I, I honestly think 
The one I think we could say that came to mind now is if a running back goes nuts in Seattle. Um, maybe. The issue is they're all big names. Because the the person who could have maybe last year, dude, maybe. Uh uh, the mayor of Cutstown in Detroit last year. Remember when he had that little stretch? Like, and he's uh, was obviously featured on Hard Knocks this last episode as well. Like, he's a Mike White Award nominee for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it could be, it could be anywhere at this point. Who knows? Maybe I'm not sure who the backup to Jacoby Brissett is in Cleveland. Maybe something happens there that makes the Browns be like, we don't need to show. Well, the reason, the way we've defined it, the reason why it's skewed might have to be a quarterback is that it's a flash in the pan. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, I don't think it can be a receiver, but, like, it can for sure be a running back, though, to your point. Like, we've seen that happen, where it's like they come in for the injured guy, they go three weeks, bananas, and then they're never heard of from again. We saw Dearness Johnson do it in Cleveland last year. Um, I think Haskins for Tennessee, if Derrick Henry gets hurt, could do it. I don't know. But yeah, I open that up to the listeners again at Flurry Sports Pod on Twitter. Who is your Mike White Award nominee or a nominee for any of the other awards? I would love to hear from you. Jake, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, the, you know, the first episode of season five. I'd just like to thank the listeners for coming back again. We're excited to do it. Um, have patience with us. We're going to try and make this football season a little more goofy, I think, because we've talked. I feel like we've been consistent that we like football the most, but we look forward to the seasons where the football season's not happening because we just get to yeah. go off the rails. So I think we're, we might talk about less stuff, and I think that's okay. Uh, I agree. I was listening to you and I had a thought in my mind that I was wrong. But the thought in my mind that popped in was <sighs> Marcus Moriota was 23 when, he, when we started the podcast. But no, we, we do more than one up season up. Well, maybe not. When did, because no, because of our hiatus. Oh my God, because of our hiatus. How, how young was Mariota? Was he in I'm high school it. still? I'm on it. When did Alex Smith... <laughs> When Alex Smith got hurt was season two as well, right? Correct. Correct. Maybe. Maybe not. I'm not sure. No, no. We came back on season two. Okay. So that was 2018. So let's just look at Mariota's stats for that year. That's all I want to know. Well, we started – I'm comfortable – because that was November 2018. I'm comfortable saying we started – 2017. So that was Mariota's third year in the league. He was 24 years old. So I was close, which is pretty incredible. And he had a good year, man. He had, uh, oh, maybe not that good of a year, but he had 3,200 <laughs> yards. Um, 3,200 yards, 13 passing touchdowns, 15 interceptions. What are you going to do? And then he ran for another 300 yards. The dude's going to have a reincarnation this year. I just hope everybody's ready for it. He just spent the last two years earning a living betting in Las Vegas. And he comes back younger than before. Recruited by Ridley. Recruited by Ridley. Of a gambling tract. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That could be a story this year, too. But this was the Flurry Sports Podcast. Again, we're back for season five. Definitely share the podcast. Tell everybody the boys are back. Um, there's a chance. I warn you with peace and love here. Shout out Ringo Starr. There's a chance next week or possibly going forward at some point the show gets moved from Monday to Tuesday. That's so right. if by some chance uh, this doesn't show up in your podcast feed next Monday morning, just know we have pushed it to recording on Mondays. So we have an extra day, uh, an extra game, an extra night's sleep to soak in and really figure out what are the big storylines? What was the biggest takeaway of the weekend? And most of all, how's Deshaun Watson doing? We'll check in on him uh, and his big face turn, Jake. Why did Scott Hansen get so confused by that cut to black? That's what I'm <laughs> going to soak in. That Jake's going to be watching Red Zone 24-7. He's going to come up with the best quotes from Red Zone. Scotty Miller. Scotty ESPN wishing they were me Chatting through our story times Moose walks in there with a sigh Now it's time to end the pod We've been talking way too long Open Zach and Jacob's eyes Cause they're flurry sports guys Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.